listening to Moo Goblins with Ma Bob and oh, I'm spicy. You're listening to Moo Buck. <laughs> All right, the end. It's been a great podcast. Bye, everybody. Um, you're listening to Moo Goblins with Jim Bob and Ma Bob. Episode, well, season two, episode eight. I think so. Uh, eight. We'll go with eight. If it's not eight, uh, uh, who cares? Where we talk about shit no one cares about and drink adult beverages and just have a damn good time. Yeah. Have a, having us, having a time. Having a time. Maybe not a damn good time, but we're having a time. <laughs> yep. The first most exciting part of the show. That sponsorship. Uh, what, yes. <laughs> we got to dig deep for those sponsorships yes. and talk about what we're drinking. Yep. And uh, ask the uh, beverage supply companies of the world. Beg. To dig deep. Dig Beg. deep. <laughs> and support our, our, our podcast that has um, one or two listeners. Yes. One or two listeners that might be organic, might not be. <laughs> They might just be us. They might just it's be us or tell. the people that Jim Bob has told. Not me. Yep. Jim Bob is the blabbermouth. I know. You guys are very surprised that it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You go first. What are you drinking? I have got the last of my uh, <laughs> Captain Morgan oh. Private Reserve rum. Okay. Um. I was going to have a rum and coke, uh, and then as I was emptying the bottle onto a large piece of ice, uh, the bottle says, uh, best enjoyed over ice. So I was like, well, I haven't had this rum just over ice, so you're trying it's it out. rum, but I've got coke. Just in case. I'll be tired of just rum shortly. <laughs> and you're going second, so... You might need to, <laughs> to water it down just in case. <laughs> well, that's good. I thought you were going to say I'm finishing up the blue moon and I hate my life. Oh, no, the blue moon is still in the fridge. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, it turns my stomach. Blue moon, sponsor um, us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. But Remember, put not, an orange not in anytime it. soon. Oh, that's right. That was the thing I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you had to cut an orange slice and put it in there. Put it in there. Yeah, that's what the commercials say, so. TV can't lie. TV cannot lie. We know that. We know that. <laughs> um, I am drinking a, well, I have two things in front of me. I have a Vizzy hard seltzer, and it's pineapple mango. I haven't had this flavor. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It smells good. It smells very flavorful, but from the Vizzies that I've had before, they are not very flavorful, which is with like all hard seltzers, so not something new there. And then I have a Schaffer, Schafferhofer from Germany, which I drank them in Germany when I visited 10 years ago, which makes me sad that it was so long ago. Um, it's okay. a Hefferweizen beer. But it's pomegranate flavored, and I've had them before, and they're super good. So I'm really excited to okay. have another one. So you drink both of them at the same time, or you just have them? I have them. I'm going to drink, drink the... in series. Yeah, I'm going to drink the Schafferhofer okay. first. And then if I finish that one, I'm going to drink the Vizzy. Okay. Yeah. 
So is, is the Vizzy um, uh, related to White Claws? Yeah, it's like another version of White Claw, but okay. it's a different brand. Right, yeah. Yeah, so they're Getting all trying out, to, getting, you know, get in the market. Get in that White Claw market. Get in that White Claw market. So, yeah, I thought I'd try it out. I think these were given to me. I think so. I'm not really sure. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They were in the fridge, and my boyfriend's not going to drink it, so I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Take advantage of it. So sponsor us. Captain Morgan... Vizzy or Shuffer Huffer. Shuffer Huffer. Shuffer Huffer. <laughs> yeah. But not Blue Moon. Blue Moon, we hate you. <laughs> oh, they can sponsor us too. We can't turn anybody <laughs> away at this point. Give us money. <laughs> or free stuff. We don't care. Either way. But yeah. Anything new in your life? Oh, man. Not nearly as exciting as what's been going on in your neighborhood. <laughs> but uh, uh exciting <laughs> yeah. uh, really the only interesting thing that happened is uh we took on a bunch of water in the basement Oof. that was that was fun uh basically our storm doors um uh when when our uh when our gutters overflow because they get clogged yep then that dumps most of that water right onto our storm doors. Yeah. And storm doors are not designed to be waterproof. No. You know, they're designed to have the channels so that the the water doesn't drain into them. But yeah. basically just overwhelmed the storm door. And so that just drained straight into our basement. Uh, so that was fun. It's fun and excitement there of like a new quantity of water in the basement that we've never had before. So, needless to say, we spent some time this week uh, cleaning out all of our gutters and making sure that everything was going to be very clean and clear for the upcoming rainy season. Well, that's good. That sounds super fun. Yeah, it's very fun. My wife had uh, made a nice dinner, nice little homemade uh, pot pie situation. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, and we were just sitting down, you know, there was like some, some stormy weather. We were feeling good because, you know, getting that rain smell, the weather was cooling off, just having the time of our lives. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> and we we're like, maybe we should check the basement just in case. And then all hell broke then, loose. All hell broke loose. Yeah. Of course. Jesus. That sucks. That's why I would never go in my basement in my uh, <laughs> condo. <laughs> so if you don't go there, you yeah. don't have to worry about it. It doesn't you exist. Had a, you had a basement, though? Yeah. my The end units had basements. Okay. So I liked having a basement because I didn't have to have all of my like junk <laughs> water heater, or water softener, furnace and everything like in a closet. So... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought you had a more... Um, like an apartment? Uh, closer to an apartment style yeah. where, yeah, you live on one floor, you have multiple rooms. Oh, no. I had a townhouse style condo. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. And I had an end unit, so I only had one neighbor on one side. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. So basement was, to keep all your stuff in. Well, and I kept most of my stuff in my garage. So I never <sighs> really went to the basement unless I needed to fill my water heater, which was basically never. So I just assumed that someone lived in my basement and I never went down there. So <laughs> that's a good, it's a safe assumption. It's a safe assumption. So like when my realtor asked me if my basement leaked, I was like, I mean, I can't really tell you cause I never went down there. So I'm assuming not, but if it does, yeah. like, I mean, <laughs> I can't, I can't for sure tell you because I literally never went down there. So and they didn't ha- have an inspection and they didn't they have an inspection. It, so. so I'm like, there's not suck. water stains. So I'm assuming that, but I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we want to talk about what's happening <laughs> in my, my state? Do we want to talk about what's happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin right now? Ah. <sighs> <sighs> I mean, well, uh, I mean, it's just the same shit over and over. It's the same fucking pattern over and over. Yep. Please mm. shoot a black man. Yep. The world falls into disarray and people tarnish the victim. Yeah. Because if you tarnish the victim's name, if you make the victim the bad guy, then it makes the crime okay. Right. You feel less bad you, about... Yeah, you, know, you 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 have a, a reason to support the police. Yep, exactly. If you can uh, talk about how the victim well, wasn't in this a case, good one. All of the victims. Yep. It's like either yeah they they had a record. Exactly. They had a gun. Oh well, yeah. If we're not just talking and about then, Jacob Blake, we're talking about all the victims, including the shooting um, that occurred afterwards with the seventeen-year-old. That I'm not going right. to say his name because he doesn't yeah. deserve the airtime. Um, and he, they were saying that like, oh, if those people weren't, you know, those people were out after curfew. So, yeah. you know, they, they weren't, they weren't being safe. So, oops, Shar- sorry, sorry, somebody killed you. Yeah. And like, there's um, comments on the GoFundMe for one of the gentlemen that was viciously murdered. Um, and one of them commented like, this is what happens when you go against a gun. It should be a cautionary tale for the rest of you. So I found mm. that guy. <laughs> I was like, I got time today, buddy. So I know who sent $5 to the family of that man that was murdered by that 17-year-old fuck. And it's like, he used to be a teacher. Like, that is someone that used to teach the youth. That is someone mm. that went to law school didn't practice law because he couldn't pass his bar. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me because you're a fuck. But that's someone that used to teach students. That's someone that used to teach our youth. And <sighs> that is how he thinks of human life. And it's just crazy to me. And it's crazy to me that the police thanked someone for having an AR and didn't check his ID. Yep. If they would have checked his ID, he was underage. In the state of Wisconsin, you need to be 18 to carry a weapon. He was 17 years old. He was not of age to carry a weapon. And he was walking away with his hands up, holding a gun. And in in the confusion of everything, he wasn't stopped. He should have been stopped. Everyone should have been stopped at that time. People are going to say, well, if you're in that situation and if you're in that 
It's the confusion. You can't have an opinion. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I can have an opinion. If you have an opinion and you're allowing, you're saying that this kid was in the right for murdering two people and maiming a person, and you're saying the police were in the right because Jacob Blake had a knife or possibly had a knife or possibly was reaching for a gun, but this kid can be taken into custody like I don't want to say safely, um, taken into custody well, yeah. peacefully the, the next day. day after the the, yeah, yeah, the day after he murdered two people. Like people were even saying and yelling to the police, this guy killed people. This guy killed people. Like the Daily Show said it perfectly. The possibility of Jacob Blake grabbing a gun made him a bigger threat than this. 17-year-old fuck that actually murdered people. Jacob Blake was a higher threat to the police than this 17-year-old that actually committed murder. And why is that? Tamir Rice, within seconds, was murdered for having a gun, a fake gun, playing with a fake gun, as kids will do, was murdered Mm. within seconds. A 12-year-old was murdered within seconds for playing with a toy gun, and yet the 17-year-old fuck got to go home and sleep in his own bed after he murdered two people and maimed a third. And what was the difference? What is the difference? They're black. Having black skin makes people more violent in the eyes of the police. It, that's <laughs> yes. what it is. It's it's an oppressive system that we need to get rid of. It's and. It needs to be defunded. I mean, I'm sick of people saying, oh, if he would have complied, if he would have complied. What about the people that have complied? Like uh, Philandro yep. Castro. Castel- Cast- yeah. oh, I always get his last name mixed up. He complied and he even said, I have a gun in the car. I have a concealed carry. I have a gun in the car. He was complying. He was telling all the per- right information to the police because he didn't want to get killed. And what happened? He reached for his ID after he was told to reach for your ID and he was fucking murdered in front of his girlfriend's daughter, in front of his girlfriend. So I don't want to hear comply, 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 or else you're going to get shot. All you people saying, all these people saying comply, comply, comply. How about you wear your fucking masks? I bet you the people that are saying comply, comply, comply. Why aren't you complying with the law? Why aren't you complying? You're not complying with mandates. So do you deserve to be shot in the back seven fucking times? I don't think so. No. Are you you speeding? I bet you your ass you're speeding. Do you litter? You're not complying with the law. It's the stupid fucking rhetoric again and again and again. And I am just some cis white woman. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it being the same conversation over and over again. Yeah. We had this conversation when George Floyd was murdered five months ago. Yeah. You know? And nothing nothing really nothing, changed. Nothing really changed. People are still taking to the streets. And they're still being called thugs. They're still being called rioters and looters. And people are still trying to vilify these people that all they want is change. All they want is to be treated like human beings. And yet, the first thing we go to... The first thing out of people's mouths when Jacob Blake was shot seven times is, what did he do wrong? Let's look into his background. Not this is a human being. Yeah. 
You shouldn't have to be a perfect human being, an upstanding citizen, this um, amazing contributing citizen to not be murdered, to not be shot. Right. Yeah. It's not the cops. It's not the cops job to uh, be judge, jury and executioner. Exactly. They should not be at all involved in that process or feel that they need to be involved in that process. And if you get scared that easily, you shouldn't be a fucking cop. (laughs) Like that type of, but that type of behavior would not be accepted in any other field. I can tell you that I would not be able to be in my job if I responded violently to any of my (laughs) patients, if they were violent toward me. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? One of my coworkers, she got punched in the face and she was told that she probably shouldn't press charges. Yeah. I get smacked around all the time and I'm just, the first thing that we go to is de-escalation. We don't even go to restraints because we need a physician order for that. And the physician order won't come until we've exhausted every other opportunity, like discussions and things like that, because we're treating these people like human beings because they're fucking human beings, no matter if they're in a psychotic break or not. Right. So if you could tell, I'm sick of the Trumpsters. I've started unfriending people. And I even posted, like, if you say some ignorant shit in the comments, I'm not arguing with you anymore. I've given you all the tools to become educated. At this point, you don't Mm -hmm. care about becoming educated. You like being ignorant and you like being a fuck. So that's how I feel. That's where it's at. So we as a country need to own that. We live on stolen land on the backs of slaves. And we've benefited from an oppressive system for far too long. Wake the fuck up. That's all I got for that. Hopefully that was good. But yeah, that's how I feel about it. Do you have any additional thoughts? Um, you, you did an excellent job. You covered almost everything. I think the only other thing is that um, it, it's weird that like from the George Floyd riots uh, that I have a family who's in that area. Um, so they kind of experienced it differently. Um, and I got uh, bits of, of local news direct from them um, that for these riots, the Kenosha riots, they really jumped straight into uh, defending the property. Yes. And like, the the language around don't destroy the property was so immediate and just was was kind of shocking to me that people would be that transparent about their interest in protecting the wealth of the wealthy mm-hmm. and the property over people. Yeah. It was just like that that's You realize what you're saying, right? I think it was total pandering because that's what people focused on during the George Floyd. Like, oh my God, the target is burning. That was the biggest news story for the right. Yeah. And then Target was like, who the fuck cares? (laughs) Yeah. They're like, "Uh, we have insurance for a reason. Um, Yeah, it sucks uh, because 
it's effort on our part to have to rebuild things, but like we're gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's pandering. I don't know if it's I really don't know. I mean, that's what that seventeen year old fuck was he came to protect businesses. That's what he said. He didn't come to murder. He came to protect businesses. And murdering was just a his side dish, I guess. Yeah. Protect businesses. Protect a bunch of businesses that he's never been to. Yeah. Owned by a bunch of people he doesn't know. Exactly. Uh, so what... Yeah. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. I don't businesses, know. Businesses don't need our defense right now. No. Human lives do. Human <laughs> decency. I mean... What the fuck? Go tip your DoorDash driver if you want to defend exactly. some businesses. Go like patron some businesses where you live. I don't know. Get some curbside delivery. <laughs> Jesus. I don't fucking know. So, yeah. That's what we got going on. And then, yeah. of course, I'm in Wisconsin, so everybody's got their fucking opinions online. And a lot of people have been unfollowing me on Instagram and unfriending me on Facebook. So the trash is taking itself out, which is nice. Oh, good. That yeah. is nice. Yeah. So, which you is know, nice. My wife, my wife unfriended somebody on Facebook who did a, a like, blah, 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 destruction of property. If you don't like it, you can unfriend me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, and yeah, all right, cool. Sounds no good. No problem here. No problem here. Bye. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, if we don't agree, we're not going to agree. Yeah. If we're this you, far in. We're this far in, exactly. So there's just no point. And if you feel that strongly that property is more important than life, then bye. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's about it. All right. Good podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even my topic. No. Uh, so how's your, your job search going? Um, job search is going, uh, I did get that part-time, part-time job, so. Right. Yep. That one, um, got all my stuff set up, so I should start training there soon. And then the other job got all my references. There was a hiccup because they needed something from my supervisor, but my supervisor, because of policy, wasn't allowed to say anything to them because, I don't know, they don't want me to leave. So then I had to get a performance eval and send it to them. So now I sent that to them. So they're going to get back to me next week if they want me or okay. not. So, yeah, so I'm kind of in a standstill. But now my job's trying to keep me and I don't want mm. to stay. <laughs> they're try trying to keep you. How, how? I don't know. They're asking me, like, what can we do to make you stay? What would make this better? And I was gotcha. like, well, I'd rather not see someone die every week, so. Yeah. Uh, the other job is offering me. Uh, uh, a substantial thief. amount of money. So if you can. More more money and pay fewer me that. dead uh, yeah. patients. So. Fewer dead patients. So, I mean, it's. <sighs> It's like a double-edged sword. I was at, I took therapy. I was at, I was in therapy today and she and I were talking about it. I was like, the hardest part is I don't want to leave my job because the empathetic side of me is like, well, who's going to be there if I'm not there? Right. Because. The, pe 
Yeah, the people at that job, what are they going to do? Exactly. Are they going to take those things on that I've been taking on or let them fall by the wayside? Yep. Because it is not out of my scope. It's above and beyond what I need to do for those families and for the people that are dying. Um, And it's a lot of emotional toll that I'm taking upon myself. But if it was me, I would want people to be in the room. I would want someone to hold my hand, you know, Mm -hmm. while I died, (laughs) you know, no matter how long it took and, um, you know, holding their hand or making sure that family members um, are Skyping them before they die and, and being in that room, however long it takes. Those are very important things to me. And they're things that we don't need to do, but I want to do. And that's something that I need to kind of not let it hold me back because right. my well-being is important as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that hospital is going to turn a profit whether you're there or not. Exactly. And uh, when you're gone, they'll find somebody else. You know, that's somebody else's chance to step up uh, yep. into that role that you had and yep. more and power to that person. Exactly. And hopefully... With my exit interview, I can say, like, this is something that's really important. This is something that's lacking. And this is something that needs to be implemented in, into our policy. Yeah. Somehow, some way. So, yeah. So, that's where I'm at with my job search. Oh, and my huh. condo people want to move up the closing by one week, which is kind of cool. So, get that money. Okay. Get that <laughs> money a little sooner. Yeah. So, everything's kind of... Stressful, but not at the same time. Yeah. Everything's coming together, but it's still stressful. Exactly. Yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> Just a quick rant. <laughs> and Just then a quick, yeah. quick update. Quick update. And a quick update. <laughs> All right. So my topic is the boys in blue. Okay. The post office. <laughs> well played, Mall Bob. Uh, so first off, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this uh mailman that I saw today. He was so cute. He was like, I'm so sorry, because he had his little like mail truck parked uh-huh. a little over the like crosswalk, like maybe two inches. Uh-huh. Maybe two inches. And he like was apologizing profusely to my boyfriend and I because we went on a walk today because my boyfriend was working from home and he was like apologizing profusely and we're like bro you're okay like it's okay (laughs) and he drove like three blocks and then I saw him later and he put his little like safari hat on oh my gosh I wanted to take him home he was just this like old cute little guy probably like 60 I was like you need to retire and just come be my grandpa He's probably younger than my father, so, because my father is almost 70. But anyway. Right. Yeah, you don't want another father figure in your life. No. uh, Maybe maybe an uncle. Oh, yeah, he could be an uncle. But yeah, he put his little cute safari hat on, and I was like, I just love you. Save the post office. Do your due. You're always mailing my postcards. You're bringing me my, like, FabFitFun boxes. And yep. I just love you. So, um, also, FabFitFun totally sponsor us. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about the post office. 
There's nothing to talk about because they're not in the news at all. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So let's first talk about the Postmaster General, DeJoy. DeJoy's a fuck. This is the person who just recently got appointed to that position? Yeah. DeJoy's a total fuck. Do you agree? Do you know him? I don't know much, uh, but generally I'm in agreement uh, that uh, the decisions that I've heard coming out of the (laughs) Postal Service recently are terrible. And whoever is in charge of those decisions uh, probably probably deserves the the rank of fuckmaster general. Yeah, he's a fuckmaster general. And like not in the like, yeah, fuckmaster general. Like he just, he's a total fuck. So this is, um, if you guys couldn't tell, this is going to be an explicit episode. So if you don't <laughs> like swearing, you should have turned it's, it off it's, probably it's 30 minutes ago. <laughs> but anyway, so he has implemented, he is definitely Republican. I mean, obviously. Um, yeah. He's implemented policy changes to help with budgeting because, you know, those Republicans, they love to save that money so that they can keep it in their pockets because DeJoy is a millionaire mm-hmm. as well. Um, because Trump is just putting all his buddies in in um, office. So he's um, implemented some policy changes to help with budgeting. So some of these policy changes have um, been like ending over time. So right at five o'clock, you better clock out. If you don't, there has been like um, corrective action taken on people that don't like that have been staying later. What this means is... Um, there's been delays in delivery times because mm. they're sorting mail. There's big bins that at the end of the day, if it's not sorted, it just stays unsorted. Yeah. Because they can't stay later to sort it. They have to go home at five o'clock. There's no overtime. They're not allowing overtime because overtime, more money. They want to save right. the budget. Yeah. They want to save money. Yep. They're starting to remove mail sorting machines because... They're expensive. They're expensive to run, electricity, all of those things. So these mail sorting machines, again, would help with, what do you think? Sorting the mail? And Uh, what's coming up? Oh, the the mail voting. The mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots, that's the words. Yeah. Mail-in ballots. Yeah, so these machines would help with um, mail-in ballots to help sort them to deliver them more quickly. Yep. So this is a bad thing because people are going to have to sell in their mail-in ballots quick, like more um, earlier in hopes mm-hmm. that they are received at a, at, in time to be counted or request them earlier so that they are received on time to be mailed in earlier. Because if your mail-in ballot is not received on time, it does not count and your vote does right. not count. Right. Um, a lot of individuals are requesting mail and ballots due to COVID because mm-hmm. in-person voting in some states, especially red states, are not going to be following CDC guidelines. A lot of right. voting poll places are being shut down. So you have large um, like municipal right. settings yeah. that only have one polling place. For all of its constituents. So you've, you'll have long wait times. You'll have people crammed into small locations, which with 
COVID is not a great idea. Yeah. So um, mail-in ballots are a great alternative, especially for older individuals that first physically can't stand that long. Secondly, have compromised immune systems or younger Mm -hmm. individuals that have compromised immune systems in general. But by ending overtime and removing mail sorting machines, they're taking away that opportunity. They're also removing um, collection locations. So those blue things that you see again, that is because they're ending overtime those collection, like those collection locations aren't seeing as much mail. So they have taken them away because they're like, well, they're not seeing yeah. as much mail. So we're not going to collect from those locations. Yeah, well, you some need of those, to consolidate. They need to consolidate. Well, some of those locations are in rural areas. So people don't have, like, in that area, they'll have to drive 20 minutes to the next closest location. Yeah. So they're disenfranchising rural individuals by taking away collection locations. Um, Mm -hmm. So like the delays in delivery. So it it doesn't just include random cards that like your grandmother is sending you or you're sending your friends. This um, many are waiting for like social security checks to survive. So a lot of individuals survive on social security checks, medications that come through the mail. This is a lot of your elderly um, or your individuals that are immunocompromised that can't leave the house. Unemployment checks are severely delayed and individuals that live off those unemployment checks due to um, COVID or, or any other circumstances, they're not able to live because of it being severely delayed due to these policy changes to help with budgeting, et cetera. Um, but the reason that this is so is, 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 is such a big deal is, do we think this is politically motivated? Well, a lot of, he's saying, no, it's not politically motivated. I'm just hel- trying to help with the budgeting. Well, he's a known supporter of the GOP, like millions of dollars in donations to the GOP. So how can it not be politically motivated when, a lot of the newly registered voters, a lot of the ones requesting the ballots are younger mm-hmm. generations, are the yeah. ones that are more likely to vote blue or to vote for Biden. So I don't know. It's a lot of speculation, but um, it's just, I don't know. He's a fuck. I mean, he's trying to disenfranchise voters. It's voter suppression. And especially during a pandemic where, <laughs> I mean, older people that tend to vote red, you might be getting them sick and you might be killing them. Like I, mm-hmm. one of my patients, she was fine last week and she died this week. Like that is how quickly this COVID works. I don't care if you believe in it or if you don't, it is real. And I see it every day. Well, not every yeah. day, every shift. So um, voting by mail, what's going on with it? 46 states have received letters from the post office stating that their ballots will not be received in time to be counted. So what does that mean? Who does that benefit? The answer is no one. It doesn't benefit anybody because we are a democratic country and this should not be a bipartisan issue. This should not be an issue yeah. at all. Like our forefathers wanted us to be have the ability to vote. I mean, he didn't want right. me to have the ability to vote. He wanted you to have the ability to vote. But anyway... Mm-hmm. That's a non-issue. We Now I have it. But anyway, it shouldn't be an issue. All those that have the ability to vote should have should be able to vote and should be able to vote without fear of catching a disease, <laughs> catching a virus that could kill yeah. them. 
they should be able to vote without reprisal. Right. So it's just, it's a huge thing. And a lot of people are saying, well, the post office just loses money every year. The post office isn't supposed to be gaining money. Right. It's It's a a service. service. It's not a private business. It's not a private business. It's not supposed to be making money. It's, it's a service that we use for medications, for checks, for social, social security services. I get my DMV stuff through the mail. I get my insurance cards through the mail. I got my ID through the mail. I get some of my medications through the mail. I get important information through the mail. Like, the I get mail, random shit off of eBay through the mail. Exactly. Come on. If we were able to vote by mail during the Civil War, why the fuck can't we vote during a <laughs> pandemic when we have a lot more technology? Yeah. So, um, and in the end, I mean, it, it really isn't even a bipartisan issue. It is to disenfranchise voters. And just think of the cute little man that was worried about the crosswalk that he had parked maybe an inch over. (laughs) And why would you want to throw him out of a job with his cute little safari hat? But there's one other thing that's really important that I think everybody should know. Well, first off, everybody, if you're of age, register to vote. I don't care if you're going to vote red or blue or yellow or green. Register to vote. Yellow? Yellow. Libertarian. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Register to vote. That is, I mean, (laughs) I hate when people are like, it's your civic duty. But if you want representation, if you want things to change, vote. Don't even just vote for the president. Vote for local offices, too. Right. Because local offices will change your state, will change your city, will change your town. Those are important as well. As we saw in Wisconsin, the governor put in a mask mandate that was overturned by a conservative Supreme Court. There's another mask mandate after the Supreme Court was leaned liberal. It hasn't been overturned because of that change. Things are important, not just the presidency. So register to vote and vote in every single election. Very important. But I want to talk about emergency absentee ballot aka patient voting. Um, Ooh, so this is something that voting. Yeah, so this is something that I'm actually volunteering to do. Um, it's for individuals that are hospitalized. Um, okay. You can help your hospitalized patients by voting, especially those hospitalized within a week of the election. A personal representative can obtain your ballot for you and um, you can vote within the hospital and then they can um, take it to your local municipal building. So, um, if you want more information on that, if you or a family member is a patient in a hospital, go to patientvoting.com. They can give you all of the information. Um, you can click on your state. It can give you your deadlines and everything. Um, and it, it just, so you have your requesting period of mail-in votes, um, mail-in ballots, uh, deadline. And then it also gives you your emergency absentee ballot. Um, or mail-in ballot timeframe for those that are hospitalized. So it's a really great alternative for those that don't have the ability to make the polling um, booths. So if you decided to not go into, like you didn't want an absentee ballot because you wanted to go vote in person and then you were hospitalized, you have this Mm -hmm. option. So patientvoting.com. 
So as a volunteer, then are you, do people, uh, patients like contact you directly and say, Hey, go, can you go pick up my ballot? Yeah, I can be a personal representative. It's important. Even if you're hospitalized, your voice should still matter. Yeah. The end, mother cluckers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So uh, my wife and I have already voted in our primaries. Oh, perfect. For the state. Our state uh, made the choice pretty early on that uh, for these primaries, they're going, they just mailed everybody the ballot. Oh, yeah. And Trump like, was super mad at you guys. Uh, so, yeah. So they just showed up in our mailbox one day. And we're like, okay, cool. Here we go. Let's do our voting thing. Um, yeah. And our phones have been ringing off the hook with the local people trying to tell us who to vote for. And they're just like, nope. Already voted. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text from Whisk Dems. And they're like... Tell us what you think the biggest issue is facing our country right now. And I said the infection of Republicans. And they're like, so we can make the assumption that you're voting blue. I was like, yeah. And they're like, we, ag <laughs> we agree. It's like, sweet. You guys have a great evening. And they're like, thanks, you too. Have a good evening, weird people texting me about politics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we filled out our ballots. Uh, uh, man, the state. And so you have to fill it out. You put it in an envelope, right? And you have to lick it and stick it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to put it in another envelope and you have to lick it, stick that one. Oh, shoot. <sighs> oh, and man alive, these are some of the most terrible tasting envelopes. <laughs> they're like, they, they'll uh, lick that and stick that first one and they're not going to do that next one. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Just like, what is this? This is, this is, this is why they invented the peel and stick envelope. Yeah. Uh, so that we wouldn't have to do this. But I don't know, maybe they're, maybe that is like more secure. I can't imagine it. It's probably a little cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, man alive. But I guess if uh, having a little bit of gross taste on my tongue, when I could have easily, you know, grabbed a sponge and uh, wet it down or just put some water on my finger and done the exact same thing. Uh, is, that is a, a problem. It's not too bad. That's good. Well, I'm happy that you voted for Trump. Good job. I don't even think we get to... I don't think yeah. you... <laughs> you, no, didn't, don't, you didn't register for the, the Republican the presidential, Party. presidential primaries happened a long time ago. Yeah. I, I was like, wait. I don't, think I, I don't think I even had the option of voting for Biden this time or Trump. I was like, yeah, that's right, because that was a long... That was a long-ass time ago. That was a long-ass time ago when the, the question uh, was actually, um, do I vote for Sanders or Warren? All right, so here's the, here's the segue. Okay. So speaking, speaking of male people <laughs> and good, good salt-of-the-earth uh, federal employees... Okay. Uh, as we were uh, moving the uh, table saw that was referenced in the previous oh, yeah. um, episode, our mail carrier stopped by and dropped off uh, some mail for us and saw my wife and I as we were uh, preparing to move the heaviest part of the table saw out of the back of her vehicle. And the mail carrier said, hey, you need a hand? Oh my gosh, like, this is why they're so amazing. And we were like, no, 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 we got it. 
you know, and he was like, all right, fine. And, you know, went on and delivered the mail to my neighbor. And like later that day, it occurred to me, what if we had said, yes, come help us. And he did come help us. And he had injured himself. You'd have to <laughs> deliver the rest of his mail. Like that's, that's not, I mean, I would have delivered the rest of his mail. I didn't have anything else to do for the day. But um, that's not a thing that, I don't even know how you do that. Like, it feels like that should be against his job policy. It's just like, probably he's just such a nice guy that he'd be like, okay, I'll do it. It's okay that you ripped off half my arm. I still have to, you know, <laughs> rain, sleet, snow, sunshine, Our ripped off dis- arm, arm decapitated, not decapitated, but whatever. Yeah, whatever happened. So anyway, yes, the table saw. That's that is going to be uh, what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, the saw stop table saw, the saw saw stop company. Okay. Um, and this is the, the the little bit of interesting story that happened there. Okay. Have you, you've you ever been interested in a story about a table saw before? I haven't, but I'm excited. Okay, excellent. Uh, so be be prepared to uh, be, be amazed. amazed. Yes. Oh, I knew what you were gonna say. <laughs> All right. So uh, saw stop. Um, so you know how table saws work. Uh, you have basically a table. There is a saw blade in the middle of your table. It is running. It is. Uh, rotating toward you uh, at a very high speed. Um, And it's kind of up to you as a table saw operator to not injure yourself, to understand uh, where the blade is at all times, where your fingers are at all times, have uh, push blocks and push sticks and all the associated paraphernalia to be a safe uh, table saw user. So that obviously... uh, has not changed since the original table saw was invented in 1918, whatever. 1872. 1872, the first table saw was invented. Uh, has not changed uh, predominantly since then. Uh, small, uh, I mean, there's been changes in like uh, dust collection and those sorts of things, but largely the safety mechanisms have not changed. So this guy, Steve Gass. It's like he's a engineer. Um, he's a woodworker. He's a patent lawyer. Uh, he looks at the table saw. He knows this is the single most dangerous tool uh, in use, according to some statistics. I don't know what you know. Statistics are all lies, so whatever. But it's a dangerous tool. I think I can do something about it. I think I can make it better. So he sits down, uh, invents a mechanism that will uh, retract the table saw blade uh, when it detects a a finger has made contact with it. Oh. So, this was like 1999-ish. So he knows what what he's doing when it comes to uh, building things, and he knows what he can patent. Um, He totally stole the idea. No, he didn't steal the idea. Uh, so anyway, um, just really briefly, uh, basically what it's doing is it sends a very small electrical um, pulse 
through a piece of uh, conductive material, and then it waits to get that pulse back. And if it doesn't get that pulse back, it means that it has grounded itself in some fashion. Okay. Which means that a human being has touched it long enough to take on that small amount of charge. Because the human body can take on a lot of charge before it does anything. So basically, it the way this is working is it's sending out very fast, very small charges through the table saw blade while it is in use. So if it detects that uh, very small change in the voltage that it's expecting, it knows that a, a human finger has made contact with the blade, it slams a big metal brake into the saw blade, stopping it, and then making it crash down uh, below the saw. But the finger would still have some sort of, like... So you get a little nick. Okay. Right, because you do have to make contact with the blade. With the blade, at so- like a little bit. Right. So you do get a little nick, but... But it's better than going, taking your entire yeah. finger off. Um, and so what they they love to do to show that these saws work is they love to grab a hot dog. I was about to say hot dog for sure. <laughs> yeah, same thing uh, like when people um, like want to have a really cheap uh, like phone stylus. They'll grab like a little sausage or something because <laughs> it's the same thing. It's conductive. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so they'll grab a sausage, they'll grab a hot dog and they'll just like, uh, they'll hold the hot dog, they'll put the hot dog close to the, the saw blade, the saw blade will take the, you know, make contact with the hot dog and it'll take a little, little tiny nibble out of the, uh, hot dog, but you know, not enough to cause any real big damage. Um, and then the, the saw blade will slam down. Um, so yeah, so that's actually like the same as he was building it, as he was testing it. Um, that's the same thing that he was doing. He had these hot dogs and he was testing various, uh, methodologies to see what would work. I'm happy that um, he didn't use his own finger. So he did use his own finger oh, eventually. God. <laughs> <laughs> really? So we're still when it was like fairly early in the, um, development phase when he had tested these things enough. And he was super confident that oh, no. he was not that it was going to be a complete success, and he was going to be able to like sell this thing to people. He did. It was like a, a trade show or something. He it put, did it work? Yeah, of course it worked. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ! I was waiting for you to say no, and he like nah. only had seven fingers left. It was like a story that he like put Novocaine on his finger just in case or something, but I don't know what that would do. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it totally worked. Uh, people uh, will regularly post stories online. They call them their saw stop stories of like, yep, everything was going fine. I thought I knew what I was doing. Uh, but then like this one piece of wood just, you know, had a like oil spot or something and it went in a weird direction and my hand went towards the saw blade and I didn't have a, 
a second to adjust, and sure enough, I made contact with the blade. <sighs> the brake hit the blade, blade collapsed, and then they like have these pictures of their like their fingers with just these little tiny nicks. Sometimes they don't even make them bleed, you know. So it's like just little little bits of uh, skin removed. And they're like, I'm so happy that I yeah. didn't lose my hot dog. Right. Uh, yeah. And so that's like a, you know, people have their. Does yours kinda, have this? Yes. This is the oh. new one that I bought. Did your other one have this? No, it did not. <laughs> so you're like, I'm really, do you have 10 fingers? I do. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I was extremely cautious with the old one. Uh, I'm going to continue to be cautious, but, uh, you know, as you get older and as your um, need to have all of your fingers to be a productive <laughs> member of a technological society, uh, you know, it was it was on my list to buy one of these things. So anyway, uh, that's uh, way more information about how they work than you ever wanted to know. And that's not even the terribly interesting part. Okay. So... Uh, Guy invents this thing, right? He's a patent attorney, so he knows the value of it. He patents it because he's not an idiot. Um, he then is like, okay, so cool. So I invented this thing. Um, I'm a amateur inventor engineer. I am not a, a table saw manufacturer. I'm going to sell this to a table saw manufacturer. Or license it. He wanted to license it. Okay. And he wanted to, you know, maximize his return because he knew that this thing was going to change the world. Okay. So obviously he goes out, uh, you know, does the demo with his own finger, doesn't hurt himself. Um, he goes and he's, has uh, a weird story where he went and he talked to a bunch of power tool attorneys there's like some That's power tool yeah there's like a power tool attorney conference okay where there were like 75 people in attendance and he talked about the safety feature and how it can potentially change the industry for the better did uh, he already have it patented at this oh, point yeah. okay well patented. okay and so we talked about it um and immediately after him the next presenter basically threw away what he was going to talk about and instead talked about how if the saw stop was adopted by any of the table saw manufacturers, it would put all of the other table saw manufacturers at risk because they did not also have that safety feature. So they could now be sued by anybody oh. for not having that safety feature. So basically, immediately blackballed him. Well, that's kind of shitty. I mean, it's kind of like what we said last time, like capitalism takes over versus creativity when we were talking about, you know, not allowing creative minds to access yeah. public domain Works, cartoons. Yeah. And now someone's blackballing someone because it doesn't benefit the capitalist side of table saws. Yep. So he... Um, you know, still tried, tried to find somebody to, to license his table saw, um, went and had a pretty good situation with 
one of the big table saw manufacturers, they were super interested. They knew what they knew what this was. They understood the value of it. They knew that people were going to buy this uh, because um, why the hell wouldn't you? Uh, so they were, you know, they had a contract uh, that they hadn't signed because it was not quite completed. There was like some little bits that they were still working out, but then the contract just kind of sat around for too long. And then uh, Steve Gass, the saw stop guy, was like, all right, this is taking too long. Um, I'm not going to sit on this forever. Uh, so I am going to figure out how to manufacture table saws. I'm in touch with uh, some people who do that sort of manufacturing. We'll figure it out. You know, we've got my invention. We've got my, my patent. We're going to make some table saws. So sure enough, uh, he's going ahead, making table saws, selling like gangbusters. Um, the uh, power tool industry at large is still continuing to push back on him because they don't want to be held liable for not having that safety uh, stuff. You and know, they don't want to pay him for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's not going to... He's making 100% of the profit off of the sale of it right now, so he's not going to okay. license it to anybody. He's not an oh, idiot. Yeah. Um, so they're trying to, you know, continue to publish bad press. They're like saying, oh, yeah, well, it's not... Uh, it's not perfect. You still get a little cut. Uh, what did... <laughs> you get a little cut, and you ours... You get a little cut. You'll, uh, you'll lose your finger, but that one, you'll get a little cut. And they're like, yeah, you'll get a little cut. And then they're like, uh, and, uh, like when, when the, the brake engages, like it, it damages the brake and the, the saw blade. And so you have to replace them. And that's like a whole hassle and nobody wants to have to do that. It's like, uh, okay. Okay. Um, but I still have my finger. And they were like, oh yeah. And it like, uh. Yeah, you have to do like the special thing if it's uh if the wood is wet or fresh or what what they call green, then the wood is more conductive and okay. it can like then conduct that your hand is touching it to the blade and it can engage. So there is like yeah, yeah, it'll it'll do that. It'll falsely engage if you're cutting wood that's real wet. Okay, well, there's actually a way around that. Um, so that's not a big deal. Uh, but yeah, this is just like the the power tool industry was just really pushing against this person, this whole Pushing company. against a safety feature. Right. Jesus. Uh, so he was just like, nope, nope, fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck y'all. I know <laughs> I'm right. y'all. So obviously very successful um, at what he's doing. Um, if you try to find a used saw stop, it is nearly impossible uh, because it's the table saw that people buy and it's the last table saw people buy. There are some insurance companies, uh, like if you own a wood shop and you want to have a insur you want to insure your uh, employees at your wood shop, that they demand that you have saw stops. Jim Bob, I'm on eBay. These things are fucking expensive. Well, eBay is going to make them fucking overpriced. This is brand new. It's this one is thirty one hundred. This one's forty five hundred. This one yeah. is 
Where's the so super expensive one? Fifty four hundred. So okay, so those are like over. Those are like top of the line, slightly overpriced. Um, but yes, they are a bit expensive. They are not overly expensive for a high quality table saw. Mm. Uh, because I mean, you can go find you can find table saws that are more expensive than a saw stop, but where they're priced for the quality of table saw that you get in addition to the safety feature of not chopping your finger off. <laughs> um, it is, it is a good price for the product. That's true. I, I mean, I would pay $5,000 for my finger. So <laughs> good to know that your finger has a price. My finger does have a price. I mean, it, it's definitely over $5,000. So <laughs> I'd be willing to pay $5,000 knowing that I could save my finger. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it, it is a very successful product. Um, so successful, in fact, that uh, uh, companies have tried to copy uh, parts of the saw stop. Uh-huh. So, so knowing that uh, Steve Gass is a former patent attorney and knows his shit, Yep. They were very careful to try to create a system that uh, didn't detect the, uh, like, do the electrical uh, signal detection, but detected a finger in a different way. But because he had enough of a patent on the rest of the system, they were still able to find two of his patents that they were infringing on and oh. he got he got these uh, other table saws shut down so <laughs> so then he kind of is the asshole now too all right so now he's kind of the asshole because so there are people now who have this table saw that was sold to them as a new kind of safety feature that will not cut your finger off uh that they don't really have parts for because they're not manufacturing it anymore. Because he uh, shut them down because, because he, he wants the money. Down. Right. Because they're infringing on his patent. So <sighs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So yeah, so he's, <laughs> um, he's now the villain. He's now the villain. Um, he knew, and he knows that like, uh, your patent only lasts for, I don't know, it is like 10 years or something that you get to have a proper patent. Okay. Uh, so he sold off the company to another like very big um, power saw or power tool manufacturer. Um, I don't know if he still uh, owns the company, but or if he's still like in charge, if he's a CEO or president or something, uh, but he sold it off. Um, his patent uh, is officially supposed to expire, or at least some of his patents should expire in 2021. Oh, we're about to see some saw stop so lookalikes. We could see some really shitty uh, saw stop <laughs> lookalikes. And we could see some really nice ones. And we could like actually watch this uh, industry get a lot safer. Yeah. Um, and a lot safer and a lot more affordable. Right. And, you know, maybe it it took Steve Gass uh, 20 years of being an asshole for it to happen. <laughs> yep. But 
at the end of this venture, we should be, you know, in a, in a safer space. And everybody should keep their fingies. And everybody will hopefully, well, there's a lot of old table saws that are not going to get this. Well, uh, that's okay. Like I, I, I straight up gave my old table saw to a coworker. I think Is I it told a coworker you that you like? Oh yeah, the one that got yeah. married. Yeah. Happy marriage. Good Happy luck. Mar- Happy marriage. Here's a table saw. Don't cut your fingers off. Don't cut your fingies off till death do us part. Yep. Or till fingers gone do us part. Yep. Don't cut your ring finger off. <laughs> so, yeah. So, got rid of the old one, got the new one in. Uh, cut cut some nice nice uh, pieces with it. Uh, Are you going to make me a present? I could. I could make you a present. Perfect. You'll have, to just, you'll have to send me your address, though. I don't know your new address. Okay, it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, weirdo, show up at my house. No, I'm just All right, kidding. weirdo, I dare you. <laughs> All right, singular weirdo. <laughs> so, yes, that's the, that's the kind of roundabout story of uh, Saw Stop and where they're currently at. Um, All right, we'll check back in 2021. Yeah, no more, no more episodes until then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough about patent law because uh, he does have patents on different. He's got a bunch of different patents on different systems, so I don't know if you have to wait for all of the systems patents to expire. Um, if you can extend a patent, uh, like you can copyright. Um, but I know He'll that's like. He'll find some roundabout way because he he knows it. He knows the ins and outs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, but you can't do it forever because that's the whole reason that generic drugs exist is that patents expire. Yeah. And you know uh, super well that any of these drug manufacturers would work that system uh, to the best of their ability to have something never expire if they could. Uh, but again, that's... It's to the betterment of society when these patents expire because now drugs can be made uh, much more economically and affordably by anybody. And you can afford to save more lives when you have generic drugs on the market. Exactly. And hopefully we can save more fingers uh, with generic um, saw-stopping mechanisms on the market. Or replace them with hot dogs. Yes. Get some uh, generic hot dog fingers or something. That sounds great. You did really well. Thanks. I uh, I knew a bit of the story, and I had heard parts of the story from other random people. Um, and I read the Wikipedia page this morning to freshen up things. Well, it was very informative, and I appreciate it. So, does your boyfriend have a table saw? No. Okay. But I'm going to make sure that he gets the one that stops yeah but now we know that we've talked about everybody in this podcast today is a fuck <laughs> steve gas i'm sorry you might not be on the same level as everyone but you're still a yeah. fuck you're, you're still kind of a you've still definitely uh been involved in fuckery yeah so you're i'm sorry you're i mean fuckery is a spectrum and and you're on it yep so all right. Do you have anything else uh, to to say before we wrap this this show? Well, up? speaking of fuckery, we got to talk about Florida. Oh, I forgot our Florida segment. Yeah. 
Well, this is a really nice story. Uh, a Florida man. Well, you don't want that one. I don't know if we can have nice Florida stories yeah. on our podcast. We're kind of the anti-Florida podcast. It's what we're known yeah. for. New Jersey authorities have arrested a Florida man who allegedly made a series of calls to local pizza restaurants placing huge fake orders on behalf of the local police and other first responders <laughs> and then using subsequent calls to sc- scream racial epithets. Wait, so they're calling up a pizza place mm-hmm. and they're ordering a bunch of pizzas. On behalf of the local police. On behalf of the local police. Well, on on behalf of, a.k.a. asking to have them sent to the police station. Yep. And then calling back and... Screaming racial slurs? racial slurs at the pizza place? Yep. This seems like a weird... Mm Mm-hmm. He allegedly made hundreds of calls from January 15th to April 9th, ordered thousands of dollars worth of food without the intention to pick them up and harass employees who picked up the phone. Oh, so he didn't even have it, like, he didn't even have it delivered. He's just like, I'm going to come pick it up. And then never picked it up. Yeah. He was also on probation for selling fake tickets to Walt Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) Man, sounds like a winner. Oh, this one's sad. I don't like that one. These ones aren't as good. Here's here's a good one. Okay. I like this one. You do yours, because that one wasn't that fun. Florida man hits Disney worker after being asked to change mask, deputies say. Suspect faces battery charge after Epcot incident. Okay. What his mask say? Uh, I don't... It wasn't even... Uh, that his mask said something. It's just that they weren't real masks. Oh, they were like those, like, so netted the, masks or like, something? Yeah, it was like a netted thing or like those, like, like a, a crocheted thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this is a mask. It's a and mask. Then, Fuck the man. Yeah. And then, no, Disney was like, uh, no, um, you need to put on different masks. Okay. Uh, and so they left. Okay. Um, and then they came back. Uh, and one of the children still didn't have the right kind of mask. And that's when he uh, got crazy. He became irate, it says. Uh, he says, call the police. They will have to shoot me to leave. Jesus. <laughs> Then is it physically assaulted uh, one of the security people trying to get him to put on a proper mask? Because why not? Why? Why not? God forbid you put on a fucking mask. Gotta just wear wear normal masks, guy. Yeah, just just wear it. Go to a Target. Mask. Buy one of the masks off the shelf. Because <sighs> it's not even like he's a he's a Florida resident, so it's not like. Yeah, it's he not was, like you can't go there all the time. I mean, depending on where you are in Florida, but it's not like you can't figure out where to go to buy a mask and, and try again. Yeah. I found one, but it's all the way from 2019, but it was on the Reddit Florida Man. Can I read it to you, though? I just want to read the title. Yeah, we'll go for a 2000, 2019, you said? Yeah. Oh, I guess not too bad. Florida couple had sex in the back of a police car after DUI arrest. (laughs) All right. Okay. 
and their mugshots, they're smiling. <laughs> so, I was I, I was really hoping because it was posted in the Florida Man Reddit group uh-huh. eight hours ago, and I was really oh, hoping it was recent. It was a new. Yeah. No. That's too bad. But that's all I got. Stay safe with the hurricane. Yeah. Stay safe with the weather, with the coronavirus. With with the coronavirus, with everything. With with police. Police. Trying to kill you. Trying to kill you. Because they are. Yep. Uh, But yeah, uh, thanks for listening to Moo Goblins. Uh, I've been Jim Bob. Uh, Mall Bob has been Mall Bob. Uh, intro and outro music uh, from Michael Kill. You can find him on Bandcamp, uh, K-H-I-L-L. Uh, he has repeatedly apologized for that uh, name that does not spell the way that it sounds, uh, but he came up with it when he was a young teenager and just kind of has stuck with it. So... <laughs> repeatedly apologized. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it hard to Google something when it doesn't sound like it's spelled. Uh, so, uh, yes, he has uh, recorded the music and we're using it uh, with some some semblance of permission. He told me I could use it as long as we talked, as long as we said that it's his. Uh, but he doesn't listen to this podcast because nobody listens to this podcast. Because um, no so, one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, so, yeah. See you next episode. Bye. Peace out. Bye.